I've actually touched uh, the Lego brick as a concept in my teaching. So I was teaching uh, physics and astronomy, and and suddenly these uh, these robotics toolkits were coming. Uh, it was called Lego Mindstorms uh, robotics invention in the early 2000s, and and I got hold of a couple of those sets, and it just started. <laughs> it just started something. Both for me and also for for my students because we just saw so much potential and it's very at least for me it's been like a transformative journey because I was not teaching the same way with those those things because you can't and uh, and maybe you shouldn't. Welcome to the UX of EdTech podcast, an exploration of user experience in the EdTech space. I'm your host, Alicia Kwan, and I look forward to learning with you today. Today, I'm chatting with Yannick Dupont, an educational concept designer at LEGO Education. Yannick has a long history of working in the educational field and studying instructional design. He eventually transitioned to help shape the learning experiences of products such as Lego Education Mindstorms and Spike Prime. For example, Spike is designed for middle school and is a brand new project-based STEAM solution that combines Lego bricks, easy-to-use hardware, intuitive drag-and-drop coding language based on Scratch, and a programmable hub to help students of all learning levels just think critically and solve complex problems. Yannick is basically an interactive play expert. So welcome to the show, Yannick. Thank you. I'm really happy to be there. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me today. I mean, the the most pressing question that I think anyone is wondering is what's it like to work with Legos for a living? <laughs> yes. Yes, I get uh, I get to to be asked that question a lot and um well, I have to say it's um it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um I guess it's one of those um very um campus-like uh, jobs. I, I've never been to, uh, to Google, neither to, to Apple, but I, I can imagine or from the pictures I see that it's, uh, it's, it's a very uh, uh, yeah, community-driven and campus-driven uh, types of, uh, of jobs. And it is the same here. So, um, so I, I live here in this uh, little town called Bilun. Uh, it's in Denmark. And it, um, it is this, the, the town that uh, saw the Lego bricks uh, being born so uh, it has been invented a couple of corners behind my uh, my place and um, and since then it has never really stopped to grow and the company have established their their headquarters here in the in the, in the town so it's um it's actually pretty amazing to be here yeah i just picture like going there and everyone's like play with Legos or they have like Legos on their desk and then they're working on their computer or they're working with kids. Is that kind of true? Or is that just yeah, a that's, dream? That's, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's what it is. Bilun <laughs> is also, uh, it's a very uh, family uh, focused uh, town or, or city or, or yeah, <laughs> little place. Uh, so there's, kids around uh, all the time uh, kids is of course part of uh, of the journey um, for lego and lego education because that's that's who, who uh, we work for um and yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of, of stories around uh, 
around people mixing uh you know personal life and uh and and jobs because you know the kids are coming to test stuff and yeah yeah i'm sure there um there's probably some kids in your life that um uh, really enjoy the fact that you work for lego <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm uh I'm sorry for all the jealous people around, but uh, yeah, I, I get to play a lot with Lego. There's, there's this, uh, there's this truth uh, fact that if you if you dig a little bit uh, almost anywhere in in Bilun on on a corner of some town, or if you lift the grass or something, you you most likely find a Lego brick here and there. So, it's funny. I like yeah. that. It's yeah. magical. That's funny. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, Lego education. That's something that I actually wasn't aware of even fully existed until recently i mean of course i know you know lego the lego group but what's the difference would you say between lego and lego education and how would you kind of sum up um your guys's vision yeah um we get also uh, that question being asked a lot and it's it's also been interesting to uh uh, to try to figure what the difference is but also what the similarities are because we we do play with the same Lego brick, so we we have not invented any anything else new than uh, the same Lego brick that you put together and you create stuff with. Uh, the only difference from uh, from what we know from Lego is that we um, we create solutions for schools, so we do um, uh, conceptualize uh, products and experiences around what's happening in in, in a school. And we do that from from kindergarten, but also up to to middle school and and, and high school. So, so our playground is not um, a kid in the living room with uh, their parents. Our playground is uh, thirty kids in a classroom with a teacher, and um, and we do have to create uh, lessons or or experiences that basically uh, will create outcomes or learning outcomes, because um, that's what. Um, schools are doing uh, globally so uh, in in general um, we can say that the lego the lego group or the lego entity or the lego company is composed of basically now uh, three big uh, things so there's the lego group uh, that most of of you guys know i guess um, that's uh, lego city and lego star wars and just to name those there's there's so many and uh, there's Lego Education, which is uh, some sort of a separate, um, yeah, a separate group, but still attached and uh, and playing in the same in the same playing field. And since a couple of years, we also have a Lego Foundation, which is uh, which is a, a foundation that uh, that also plays a role in in education, but in 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 a, a different ways, in in also uh, uh, globally in in countries uh, that has education needs. Uh, overall yeah the foundation i i looked that up as well and and read through i looked at the white paper and then there was a summary of the white paper as well so it sounds like a lot of kind of research driven work that they're doing that is amazing honestly i when i was reading through you know just what they're suggesting and the years yeah. of research that they've done it looks awesome yeah absolutely and they they um I mean, play playing is uh, is is core to 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 Lego. Uh, I think this company is that's one of the best way to to resume what it is, right? So we're playing, we're building, and uh, and actually um, there's a very strong connection between play and um, and learning. Um, and so um, 
the foundation is really really um trying to tackle this uh this agenda about uh trying to see how how we can leverage the play um aspect of of, of education and, and make it making it fun and making making it engaging so we we have better experiences and 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 better learnings in in schools yeah yeah absolutely i i can imagine that there can be misconceptions around you know what play is or how child driven you know the classroom should be versus teacher led and finding a balance you know i really liked yeah. i i kind of read that it it you know you guys are basically suggesting an integrated approach that there's a balance to both and when you have or strike that balance, that's when the student really, really thrives. Yeah, yeah it, it is a, it is a, it is a tough one, right? Because uh, teachers, they, and 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 being one teacher, will, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get to this in a minute. But we we have uh, multiple kids in, in in a classroom that we need to take care of, and they all have different needs, and so. Um, I'm sure all the teachers out there they 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 know uh, how how engaging that task is and 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 then sometimes well then we we forget maybe the essential of of okay maybe if we took another angle if we if we would took if we would take the angle of play first maybe we would um, have less problems to solve I, I don't know this is uh, this is exactly what we are exploring at the moment uh, yeah I totally agree with you yeah and it's a struggle. Right. It's because, like you said, you know, there's there's so many things that, you know, a teacher has to manage. And so I agree that it's it's hard to it's much easier said than done. I, I will say that, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and talking about the theories and research versus like day to day in a classroom. <laughs> yes. And, and and then we can we can add to this the mix of, of globality, right? So a school in, in the US is different than a school in Europe and, and different mm. in, in Asia. So uh, the meaning of play, the meaning of, of learning and also the, the needs of uh, of the students are, are so different. They're they're unique all the time. Teachers are unique and students are unique. We're we're all single people so every time you group uh, 30 people or 20 people together you get a different different flavor and different mix so the theory then becomes uh, all the time uh, yeah harder or, or very exceptional to to apply because then you have to to deal with what you have in in your hand but um but mm-hmm. it's it's super it's it's super uh, exciting because it, it is uh, it is something that um um i've seen and i've noticed uh it can create a lot of uh, a lot of change, and uh, it has a lot of power as an as an idea. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's let's jump into your journey a little bit and what you do and your story. And you know, the reason your story initially caught my attention is because you know we have something in common. You were a middle school science teacher. So, could you describe your background and various roles in education? Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a middle school teacher um that's a, now i have to say that it's uh, of course it's 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 engraved in my heart but now it's been a couple of uh, of years <laughs> since i've been officially uh, leading a, a class um but that's my um that's my first uh, training uh, out of a uh, university and um you might have noticed i have I still have a little accent i guess uh, so i'm from i'm from montreal i'm from canada so um i've been enjoying teaching uh, a lot but um um i've actually touched uh, the lego brick as a as a as a concept in my teaching so i was teaching uh, physics and astronomy and and suddenly these uh, these robotics toolkits were coming uh, it was called lego mindstorms uh, robot 
robotics invention in in the early uh, 2000s and and I I got hold of a couple of uh, of those sets and it just started <laughs> it just started something uh both for me and also for for my students because we uh we just saw we just saw so much potential in 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 this um it's it's very at least for me it's been like a transformative uh journey because I was not teaching the same way with those those things because you can't and uh, and maybe you shouldn't. Uh, I I just let basically the technology uh, drive the creativity and 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 I was getting so much uh, better results than uh, than me being on on in front of the of the blackboard. And that's just me, right? So I I know a lot of teachers they they do amazing things in front of the blackboard. Um, and then uh, from there I I just uh, I just I just couldn't just uh you know stay stay in my classroom and uh and and keep that sort of secret uh to myself so i i, I had to i had to get out and tell uh the mo as many people as i could um and then i well i i've i've played more roles in in schools but uh but really i would say the, the second chapter was uh was that i i became a freelancer so i i had a um a publishing house so um, I created uh, resources uh, books and, and tutorials and uh, and training materials and all sorts of um, of things to help uh, both uh, teachers and students to still play with these Lego robotics kits um, and I've done that for for a couple of years that's where I've learned the freelance was based on Lego education or based on helping teachers use Legos yeah yeah, so I I oh. literally wrote books about that, uh, and I, I at that time we at that time a lot of things had to be created. Uh, I I, I pre prepping for 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 this chat. I I was thinking about about all the things I was doing back th back then in in two thousand, and and there's stuff now that we just don't do anymore because now people know a little bit more what a what a computer is or what an at that time, uh, the iPad <laughs> was not created, right? So that's a uh, that's th those kinds of, uh, of 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 sentences you can you can say. So it was a, it was a complete. Uh, I think from a technology point of view, it was a, it was a very very different world than uh, than we are now. Just uh, fifteen years uh, from then, and there was a lot of training that needed that was needed for 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 teachers and also students uh, to understand what this concept was uh, but as soon as they they got it uh, you know this this magic uh, thing that you you have a feeling you've unboxed uh, something you've opened a door and there's the, the the stars in the eyes of, of the students so that thing was a, it was systematic so every time you uh, you get to uh, to a point that something was working then everybody was excited about it um, so I did that uh, for a lot of years um, and I grew my, uh, I guess I grew my expertise, which was different than teaching. So it's it was more about designing um, solutions that made sense and and was simple enough to uh, to be understood and and also had success uh, right in in the classroom. So you kind of went from classroom teacher to freelancing and creating tools around resources around your favorite your favorite learning tool, which was you know, the Lego robotics at the time. And so I'm just going to guess, I'm going to guess that maybe they caught, 
you know, wind of that, that they heard, you know, about or saw some of your work and you started to transition over to Lego? What were your, what were your next steps? How did you land it at Lego? Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I guess at some point you, uh, it's, it's like in, in anything, uh, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And, uh, and at some point you, you just, uh, you know, you just get to a level where uh, people just, just see that you, I don't have anything special, but I, I, I might have just played with it so much that that, that I, I I had a lot of solutions to to things that others were looking at. So uh, yeah, Lego uh, saw some of the work that I was doing and and were interested by my uh, my approach, and they uh, eventually uh, offered me a position. So um, and at that time it was uh, it was uh, it came with a a, a one way ticket to uh, to Billen. Uh, so so far, <laughs> so um, I took I took the adventure as part of the of the deal. So uh, yeah, yeah, jumped in. Yeah, what I what I'm loving about kind of your story right now is that you're. It sounds like you really specialized. You know, you had the experience as a teacher and kind of saw um, the needs and saw what worked. You know, and and I think anyone who's had like a really effective learning experience in the classroom, it, it almost feels like magic, like, whoa, like, I want to do that again, or I want to recreate that. Or when you see students just genuinely, you know, responding with engagement, and, you know, they're loving what's going on, and they're all about learning, you know, it just, it takes over. And so I totally could see how you would want to dive into that more. And really, it sounds like you, you specialized, and then continue to do that, you know, like you said, kind of honing your skills and specializing, knowing, okay, here's all the, the, the ins and outs of how to use this tool as a classroom teacher. And it just kind of, you know, took off from there. Um, how would you, have you seen your field experience and academic experience come together to, to shape how you approach your, your work today? Because I know you, you also had background in instructional design as well. Yeah. So do you see all that, that kind of coming together now? Yeah, so I think this is all. It's it's linked to maybe a, a path in uh, in life. Uh, when when you're 20, you um, you think uh, like a 20 year old, and there's absolutely nothing wrong in that. Um, and as you grow to 30s, uh, then you 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 have a, like a wish of, um, or at least I maybe I should say I uh, had a wish of. of Maybe uh, sculpting a little bit more precisely what 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 I am, both uh, personally but also professionally. Because as you said, as a teacher, you need to be a little bit more of a generalist. Uh, either even if you have a specialty, you, you need to be able to talk about astronomy, about math, about uh, physics, and you still need to follow what happens in the <laughs> in the music industry and stuff to be connected to your your teenagers. But um, <laughs> at some point, I I wanted to. Uh, I think that there was a need for me to just uh, drop a couple of uh, of things, uh, not by lack of interest, but more um, because I wanted to to di- deep dive into into one. And uh, and deep diving means that you um, you spend more time to look at the details and you you learn new things that is all connected. Uh, you start to make like a sort of a a knowledge a web knowledge about an area. Um, and there is still connection that comes from the other uh, pages or, or books that you dropped uh, here and there. Um, that's never that's never um, lost. Um, and so, 
by the story I was I was telling my academic experiences is really being a teacher and being in front of students and being a communicator and being a, a little bit of a showman and being being able mm-hmm. to to captivate their their attention and so this has has definitely uh, integrated my my design work that I do for uh, for Lego so. Um, I would I would like to I, I'm I'm a little bit designing the the experiences as if I would be using it uh, if I would go back to a, to a classroom because I know there's a lot of teachers out there that are looking for that type of uh, of experience. Yeah, I love that. What do you do now as a concept designer? Would you just describe kind of what your role is at Lego? Yeah. Um, it's at Lego. It's a role that uh, can. Uh, it can be, be very uh, wide, so it's not. Uh, there are roles that are very, very specific at Lego. There's a role of uh, being a model designer. That's uh, that's super exciting because that's the person who makes the the thing, like the sets. Um, the sets, yes. Uh, so that's one. Uh, sometimes it's a team, but it's uh, it's one uh, girl or one one guy that makes the the thing according to a a brief that the team has decided. But uh, but the concept uh, person in, in in Lego education is is more the person who would uh, give some directions or at least take um, the insights, take the, the knowledge of uh, of of, uh, of the field, and transform that into uh, into actions, uh, and then make um, these extra specialities work on uh, on these uh, on these items. So I. I do have a, a model designer that works uh, that I work with uh, all the time. I have a, a content writer as well, um, and so we have. I have a lot of engineers, programmers on the software side. So uh, uh, we are basically creating the uh, user experience or the um, uh, the learning flow that each of uh, the lessons or the activities will will have. So my role is is really to to make sure that this uh, this process kind of follows uh, steps and that uh, we make sure that at the end whatever we decide that we are doing is is going to generate outcomes learning outcomes um, in in a playful way so there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of little um, elements to uh, to take care of right absolutely well could you maybe give us an example um, you know tell us about you know one of the products that you've worked on with Lego and your your role in that um, yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the last one, the one that was, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just been released uh, this year in in 2020. Uh, it's called Lego Education Spike Prime. Um, we have a lot of uh, uh, robotics sets. So when I say robotics, is uh, people have to imagine that there's a there's a, a central piece. It's it's still Lego shaped and it's still in plastic, but inside there's electronics. So that's a hub that will receive uh, commands from uh, from a computer or from a, a tablet. And to this hub, you can connect uh, stuff. Uh, you can plug stuff, uh, either motors or sensors. And and all of these things they connect together in a uh, in a Lego uh, creation. Um, so motors will be used to activate something or make, uh, make something walk or make something, uh, drive. Uh, the sensors will then be, um, uh, the component that will react to the environment. So for example, if you, uh, present something red, uh, to it, then it can do, uh, 
it can do a special thing. If it's blue, it does a, it does something else. So that's kind of the play area in which uh, in which uh, we uh, I spend I spend most of my time. Um, one uh, one example I can give uh, in uh, inside the, the the software there is a uh, a series of programming blocks that are linked to weather, so that means that uh, we can uh, introduce um, weather forecast into our our play scenario. So um, if it's sunny in uh, in Seattle or if it's sunny in Bilun, um we have a little model that can uh, lift uh, sunglasses in front of his eyes. <laughs> to say, hey, today's going to be sunny, and then if it's going to be rainy, then it's the other arm is like a little umbrella. Um, and so we use basically it's it's kind of using uh, Internet of Things, right? So uh, online data to control basically a Lego creation, which uh, I think it's it's pretty wow. unique and pretty amazing. Wow, what um, was the the inception of that idea like? Um, we. Um, we were looking at, so the initial thought was that we wanted to have some data uh, that is out there. We wanted to play with data out there. Um, and there was a big wall with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so we could play with uh, with uh, earthquake uh, uh, things, uh, pollution of, of, uh, of the air, uh, even um, text messages or, or soft, uh, Spotify uh, music things and there was a, there was a lot of, of, of suggestions, and then uh, when we when, when we asked teachers uh, what uh, what would you like to play with uh, with your students in the classroom, uh, they 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 guide us to a, an area where um, it had to be uh, relevant to the students, but also uh, enabling a, a a more science or STEAM or STEM discussion further in the classroom, and then that's where we thought that the um, the weather was a really good uh, a really good choice. It's also very universal, right? So it's a uh, right. uh, it's something that uh, everybody in the world kind of is interested with uh, compared to uh, other components that might not be uh, as global as that one. Okay, how did you get your product into schools? And I mean, this is kind of going backwards. So probably before you were even there. Um, I'm curious because. I know that there are, you know, plenty of people out there with ideas or, you know, things that they want to create that they think would help enhance the classroom. And I also know by country that's different, but how did you, or how did Lego, do you happen to know how Lego got their products into actual schools, like, and even that cross into the United States? Um, well, see, that's, that's really the difference between Lego and Lego education. So that's that's exactly what does that mean? Mm. Is um, we we our products are not available in, in Lego stores or or even online. They're harder to find because uh, this is not necessarily the the way um, schools are looking at at solution or at investments or at at, at solutions. So um, we do have. Um, teams all, all around the world that talks to teachers, talks to administrators, uh, school districts to be um, to be able to um, facilitate basically um, the uh, the, co the uh, this this uh, our, our solution to be to be in in their classroom. So it's it's kind of a different channel, and that's why uh, we don't see it as a, as a as a parent or as a as a, as a singular person. Um, 
in, on the shelves because it's they, they're not designed for that. They're designed really for classrooms. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it seems like there would be a lot of hoops to kind of get um, quote-unquote toys right into the classroom. And um, it seems like your job yeah. is partially about so managing the content and managing um, the packaging of those tools for learning purposes. Am I correct? Yeah, exactly. So it it's really it's really wide. Um, uh, trying to explain it is also uh, is is also uh, it's not a simple thing. Um, so uh, one big difference is is uh, our boxes. They're not in in cardboard like uh, the ones we uh, we we usually uh, know. They're in plastic because we know. Um, uh, schools will, of course, reuse them over and over again for many years. Um, it also is better designed for sorting the parts and having everything in place. So every time uh, a classroom touches those uh, those kits, they're they're ready to go. So that's that's a component of design that we've also uh, spent a lot of time on uh, making sure that the whole experience is. Um, is smooth and is enjoyable by the teacher. The last, the last thing we want is, is teachers that are just tired of uh, of of dealing with with our stuff. Uh, this is this is exactly some of the work we we are working on to making sure that everything is is fun from from day one when you open the box till uh, till the end of the of uh, of the school year. So um um so there's a there's a as part of my task is is to to work on on the box, the packaging, and and that experience uh, also on the learning, writing the learning um, flow, and and making sure that this is this is accurate. There's also a component on on the software, so I'm I'm not per se um, doing it um, uh, as hands on as as some of my colleagues, but uh, there's there needs to be like a, a a flow that moves from the box to the software, so people do. Do understand what's happening from uh, from one end to the other, so that's also something I'm uh, I'm involved in. That sounds really exciting to be a part of. Yeah, that experience for teachers when they're unboxing it, because I mean it's for the students, but I would imagine that a teacher would be really excited to to open it as well and kind of dig into it. Um, it's like a gift a gift for them um, in addition. Yeah. And you think about the different things that are kind of. Um, plopped onto teacher's laps, like, uh, okay, you need to make sure you cover this and you need to do this. Okay, use this tool. And it can be overwhelming. And usually there's not a lot of, well, I should say sometimes there might not be professional development that comes alongside of it. And so yeah. I it sounds like with this, you know, it's, it's designed for a teacher to be able to enjoy, like literally enjoy and delight in opening it, experiencing it themselves, and then using it to plan out, you know, their lesson, using it to facilitate the learning outcomes. And um, it sounds like it's it's a, a good experience all around for both teachers and and students and easy for them to pick up. Yeah, we, well, we were talking about fun a couple of minutes ago, and I think this is important for us as well to, to be fun for students, but also for teachers. Um, and back to my story, uh, um, I know that uh, that our experience uh, can change um, perceptions of uh, of students, but also uh, also teachers, which means that um, some teachers will 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 like it so much that they will uh, they will start a journey of 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 improving or changing or adapting their their teaching methods to to something new, 
just because they have they would have found something that suits their their needs and their style and their um, uh, yeah and and what they do with with their students um, teachers they I mean teachers uh, are designers right so they every teacher that is in the classroom uh, to some extent they they design a learning um, session every day for their students and um, and of course they want to use the best uh, the best tools and the best uh, approach and uh, the ones that will make their life and, and their students' life uh, the best. Yeah, I love that because I can definitely relate to that as a teacher where you want to create a certain experience or outcome, but sometimes you just don't know how or you're not sure you know which resources or tools out there would work well. So I love how you said that it's kind of like this this gateway to all sorts of different ways of learning, you know, even outside of just using the Lego products. So I love that. Um, what would make a great designer on Lego education products? Do you have any advice for those looking to work in education and product design space? Oh, um, that is a really good question. Um, I think I think the first uh, the first one is is just perseverance because uh, um, there was um, at some point when I got hired I realized that um, I was looking around around me and uh, there was four uh, four guys there were guys at that time uh, there's a, there's a there's a girl now there's a, there's a woman with with us but uh, there was four guys um, doing the same thing as I was doing which means which meant that uh, that job working for Lego education as a concept designer, there, there were more astronauts than, than that position <laughs> in the world. Um, so everybody that would, is dreaming about, about that needs to be uh, very patient and, and very uh, perseverant. So, um, and, and I guess uh, an advice is just to, uh, to put some love into into what you do and, and passion and uh, it will just shine at the end of the day um design the best uh, learning experience and, and show it to everybody eventually it will make uh, its way to uh to to here um that's for sure i love that well thank you yannick um how can people connect with you i think the best way is uh is uh, my instagram uh it's y dupont or my linkedin Yannick, uh, Yannick Dupont. Um, they can just reach me and uh, and have a chat. I'll be I'll be happy to uh, to answer questions or connect with them. Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time and sharing with us your experience. And um, for our listeners, check out the show notes for ways to connect with Yannick. And there's also a link to send in a voice message to me about your thoughts on this podcast. So. If you have any perspectives or stories to share, feel free to reach out that way or find me on Twitter or Instagram at UX underscore EdTech or on LinkedIn as Alicia Kwan. This is the UX of EdTech podcast, an exploration of user experience in the education technology space. I look forward to learning with you next time.